no matter how I look at it, the, the world's going to look at it. It's human smuggling. Even though I'm not hiding them, I'm not doing it incognito. It's still smuggling and it's illegal. So you got a truck. Oh, okay. What's up, guys? I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. You're going to love this special holiday episode. We interviewed an actual human smuggler. Last month, we went down to the U.S.-Mexico border and talked to a man who works for a human smuggling organization, somebody who helps smuggle migrants from Mexico into the U.S. This was an American guy, and he shed light on the situation at the border. He talked about his job, what he does, his function within the organization, and how he sees the migrant crisis unfolding in the United States. This was a very important episode. I enjoyed it. It's different than anything we've ever done. And of course, if you want bonus content, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash The Connect Show. Have a great holiday. We appreciate everybody so much. Enjoy this episode. My name is Johnny Mitchell, and you are watching The Connect. I don't want to do this any much longer, man, because I don't want to ever get in trouble. I don't want to be taken away from my family. I don't want any of that. Even though I'm doing a good thing, in God's eyes, the world's looking at me like I am the cartel. That's when I see lights behind me start to flash. And I didn't even think, I just hit it. I was driving like my life depended on it. Then I parked the car, hopped out, closed the door, and I started running. And he pulls out a burner, shanks, like six inches. And he passes it to me. And he goes, here, that's yours. Don't ever leave the cell block without this. He was the reason I made it out of that place alive. So I guess just start from the beginning. How did you get into this? (laughs) Well, I got tricked into it, actually. Uh, There's a guy back home that was needing some help construction. And this was during the pandemic. So, you know, he had a couple people with him, put him in my truck and like, all right, let's be here six in the morning. We'll head out. And um, we started heading out. He had some people with him. Really thought that we were going to go do some construction. Hmm. Um, And as soon as we get to the location, he uh, has them stop. We get out, get out of the truck, looking at some construction equipment. They go with him. He says, I'm going to take them to another site, and I'm going to bring another pair of guys over here to work with you. So, okay. Didn't think anything of it. He never came back. Didn't hear from him until the next day. So I was waiting there for about four hours, and, yeah, didn't hear anything, nothing. I was really upset, pissed. So... Later that night, I just get a text. Hey, bud, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I do need, uh, we are going to work tomorrow. Sorry, accident happened. Didn't reply to me after I texted him, called him, nothing. So the next morning, I went to, to the same place that we had met, and he was there, and he had some other people with him. So I said, hey, so what, uh, where's the other guys from, uh, from yesterday? I mean, what, if we're going to work, don't do that to me again. Mm. Said, no, sorry, man. He's like, those are, those are different workers. They operate different machinery. Fine, whatever. Get in my truck, head out. Again, checkpoints are closed. No right. one's checking it's us. It's COVID. COVID. I had no clue. I mean, not going to ask them, do you have ID? Nothing. I had no idea. He did it again. And after that, like, he told me just to meet him, you know, at the next town. When I met him at the next town, handed me a wad of cash. What's this for? Go for work. 
What do you mean for work? What, what, are you, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't get it, do you? You don't know what's going on? And I said, no, I, I, uh, we're coming to work. You're getting people, but we're, no, where are, they, where, where are you putting them at? Where are they working at? He said, wherever they go, wherever the families want them to go. Yeah. So I said, yeah, we're bringing illegals over. Said so we're just driving them to the next destination for the next driver to pick them up. And how much did he pay you? So that time with, there's three, six, seven, that's seven total. It was like about nine grand. Nine grand and just for being there? Just for taking them just across to the next checkpoint. Or wow. that, taking them across the checkpoint that was closed. And you thought you were taking a bunch of migrant laborers to a job site? Yeah, I didn't know that they were like illegals. I thought yeah. they just lived in cruises. Yeah. Some Mexicans that do construction that were gonna go and work. Lay some concrete down, dig some holes, and sure as shit, trick the hell out of me. All right, I'm gonna take them to the next job site and bring out some yeah. other ones. Uh, just stay here. Four hours later, I'm still sitting there. And they're all gone. You had no idea you were committing a federal crime. I had no idea. <laughs> wow. So, and, and then you realized, just by doing that, you realized, wow, there's big money in this. Yeah. Do yeah. you have a criminal past? Um, I don't. Um, I've never been in trouble for anything. It was just minor yeah. speeding tickets. Um, that's it. But I have never done anything... <laughs> Like bad, yeah. nothing yeah. bad. So, uh, so you're uh, Mexican American, mm -hmm. but you're very much American. Yeah, uh, you grew up here. Mm -hmm. uh, father is gringo from America. Yeah, my dad's from America. My and, mom's from Mexico. Right. Uh, much like what we've learned about drugs and the way that cartels smuggle drugs to the U.S., uh, the same thing has kind of happened with human smuggling. They are now employing or working with people like you, Americans, to, to traffic their goods, to traffic people. Mm -hmm. How common is that? How common is somebody like you, an American who's working with the Mexican organizations? It's very common. It's too common. It's Would you say it's exclusive? Yeah. It's only Americans, once people cross, they're only dealing with citizens you do get some that are illegals working i know that there's been times where i had to drop them off north and the next driver is someone who i dropped off like a month ago yeah so <laughs> and now like, he's got a job yeah yeah it's like yeah he's uh, oh it's me and mano and you know tell me who's his brother and i'm like oh damn okay yeah. so there are a lot of them that i have taking over there, they're, they're working, they're doing pretty much what I'm doing, mm -hmm. um, except they're not crossing them through any checkpoints. Right. Um, there's quite a bit of them that go, a lot of them go to their families. Right. I have heard um, from some others that they were taking them just to have them as laborers to pay off their debt for getting them across. Um, not too familiar with that area, but right. with the families, that's primarily what I do right. with the family. But it seems like somebody like you is the ideal partner for cartels because you're a citizen, 
you speak the language, you know the area, you're able to pass back and forth between checkpoints. Uh, so it only makes sense. Now, we just came from the hotel room where you had, what was it, four? Mm -hmm. Four people, and you're, you're getting ready to move them tonight. Not tonight, sometime within the next day or so. Okay, explain to us the tactic. So they, they got over, they, they got over, they climbed the fence, I think I heard? Yeah. So, and wh where? Close to here, we're in like downtown El Paso Juarez. Was it a close crossing point? Uh, it's more like in Selman Park area. So is that more west or east? West, I believe. Okay, so you have nothing to do with that? No, nothing. That's all through another corrector that does all that. So you just get a call on your phone that you've got four people that need to be picked up? Yes. So where did you go pick them up? Um, so what I used to do is I would wait for them to send me a location. So once they're across, get the location, I'd go follow that location, pick them up. Now it's a bit different. Everything is a lot more risky. So there are people who I call are just um, pickup drivers. So, and they'll go around in the middle of the night, all, all night long, finding illegals, like straight, straight dogs. Yeah. Me and a dog catcher going and picking them up and, you know, contacting who, who the head person is, working something out with them and then getting a call. Hey, go pick them up at this place. They're at a house. So-and-so has them. All right, so they'll send me a location where that person's house is. Normally, they'll send me and we'll meet somewhere. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll go meet. I get them and go on with my business. Wow, so you don't even have to take the risk of picking them up, you know, on the road. Or Not anymore. Like that. Not anymore. I, I, Do you employ people, like drivers, dog catchers? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't employ any of those. Is everybody, are all the people on the chain operating essentially independently? Everybody that's working in this business, uh, are, are, are any of them employed directly from the organization on the other side? Or are people like you, uh, coyotes, uh, dog catchers, for lack of a better term, is everybody just a freelancer? Or are there people that actually work for somebody else? There's a lot of them that work for someone else. Mm. Um, I did work for an organization last year. Um, that's where, you know, I had gotten started with, mm -hmm. with, uh, and found out who they were. Mm -hmm. Um, very, very nasty ones. I, I'm not going to say their name. Uh -huh. Um, can you say uh, where they're based out of? Uh, and what is El Paso uh -huh. area. Okay. Um, when they, you, have you ever met these guys, the guys you work for on the other side, or is it all over the phone? Um, it has been over the phone. Uh, there's been a couple incidents where I had met them in person and I had no idea um, that's who they were. Mm -hmm. um, last year was kind of hectic where there's a lot of people that were trying to get into the work business and were screwing up, picking people up, trying to hold them for ransom. And uh, of course, they're going to call every single person that's helping that team out and interrogate them. So... Had gone a couple of nasty calls, threats. Mm -hmm. I mean, they knew it wasn't me, but they didn't. Have, they couldn't single mm -hmm. me out. Um, so after you, after you started working, you made just for bringing people to, from one checkpoint to the other. You were making two thousand, three thousand a body. How much do you make now? 
Um, no. It just, it just, it really depends. Mm -hmm. Um, there's times where like there's someone or like a couple families will say, hey, we need this person over. Like it's an important person. I'll get a call that this is a very important person. We need to make sure we take care of them. We need to pick them up now. Um, you know, all right, well, where's that? If it's in a location that's, it's too risky. Uh, if I say, man, it's, I, I can't do it. There's too many eyes out there. Not comfortable. They'll raise up the price. I'll give you two. Okay, I'll give you 2,500 a person. Now it's, it's like 15 to 1,700. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it Just, fluctuates. Right, right. Uh, so in there, each one of those guys, say 1,500 bucks, you know, it's about, what is that, about $6,000. Is that, and how often can you move a group of four? Like, do you have other groups like that waiting at other uh, locations, stash houses right now? No, or, I don't think so. Um, you just have one at a time. Do you just yeah, do one group at a time? Yeah, normally it's like one, two people at a time. Um, four is very, very rare now, mm -hmm. just because everything has got so, so crazy. Um, last year, yeah, I, it, it could have been up to like 10 people at once in a vehicle going up north. Wow. Picking them up too and just going. But now it's a lot, it's a lot less. Is that because there's so much more law enforcement? Be, yeah, because border border checkpoints have opened up, so it's it's not easy to check. Oh, so COVID was a boom time mm -hmm. for this business. Oh, it was booming. Even though there's times where they were open, and uh, they it would surprise us. They would open up all of a sudden, scared out of my mind, thinking like, oh my god, drive right through, see me. Yeah. I know they saw them. Mm -hmm. Definitely saw them, and still just let me go through. So with with those guys, those four. Mm -hmm. migrants from southern Mexico, you know, clearly they look like illegal or immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. What's your strategy? What are you going to do? How are you going to fool uh, the border checkpoint? <laughs> There's different ways to do it. I mean, you can, uh, one or two of them, you can uh, make them look like they're your kid or someone else's kid. You know, right. you have a, find a, a friend, a woman who's oversized lady and you know that's you know, oh, just my two mijos you know whatever you get, get them across no problem the other ones you can dress them up as landscapers load up a, a van or a truck with landscaping material because you're going to work the next town you know they'll right. just wave you by what's the most ingenious way that you have ever moved a group of people or that you've ever heard of as a way to to smuggle uh, I've done it once, and I felt bad, kind of, just, I had them, I mean, I put new clothes on them, of course, like I always do, but I had them pretend like they had Down syndrome, and I put some bibs on them, had dirty their shirts, had like food on them, and um, just made them really look, and actually some of them looked like they did have Down syndrome, right, yeah, right. but they so you, didn't. Did you comb their hair forward like that? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much like, uh, what, the ringer with Johnny Knoxville? Nice, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so Just I have them counting that. a bunch of things? Um, I had one of them marbles. eating a lot, the other one was asleep, and the other one was, um, I think he was like just picking his nose or something like that. So, what does a checkpoint look like? So, they, is it, how is it different from crossing like the border? 
Mm, well, the checkpoint. <clears throat> like, do you not always get stopped? Do they do, do they stop every car, or do they just do it at their discretion? At their discretion. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's different than than actually crossing. They stop every car at the border. It's not as strict. It sounds like. Right. No. Not okay. at every checkpoint. Gotcha. You know? And I mean, especially if if there's corrupted ones that are working, they'll they'll swing you on by fast. So let's talk about that. Uh, we were talking off camera about corruption. Obviously, Mexico is completely corrupt. We all know that. Mm -hmm. What about corruption on this side? Border guards. In your experience, have you seen the organizations bribe and corrupt U.S. border agents? I haven't seen it, but uh, there are corrupted border agents, corrupted officials, yes. Uh, yeah. like I mean, I've seen it as far as like going through the checkpoint and them kind of, you know, pointing me out and mm -hmm. I see who they are. Do the, people, do the people you work for, if they have a, a border guard that's corrupt, will they let you know where it's at? Um, will they give, tell you heads up, hey, go use this point of entry because we've got somebody on the inside there? Yeah, they've done that. They, they've done that before. They'll tell me which uh, route to go and which way. They'll say, you need to be here at this time. Uh, So-and-so's working. He's on our team, so just go. You got a truck right there. Oh, okay. Oh, we're just talking. Um, okay, cool. Um, and that's that's easy money, right? Like, do you like that's that seems like the most ideal way to move people through is it, when you've got a corrupt guard. It is, man, but it's also scary because I mean. They'll, they'll get scared themselves and then they'll try to play Mr. Good Guy and fuck you over and then it just comes falling down on them. Right. So, I mean, it's everywhere, man. I mean, it's, it's bad here. It's really bad. Is the price higher for migrants that have, that get to pass through? Because, you know, obviously they have to pay. It's more expensive for an organization. They have to bribe somebody at the border. Obviously the price is going to be higher to get through. And do you get paid more? There's been a couple of times where I got paid more just because they were important people to get across. Mm -hmm. And as far as important people, it's like a, a woman and a child. Right. You know, like they're running away. Mm -hmm. And whatever they're affiliated with or whoever they... It's normally like their their brother, their sister, cousins that, that are affiliated with, mm -hmm. with an organization. Um, that's that's kind of like where the price will go up mm. if they're affiliated somehow. Not exactly them, but somehow they're related to them. Without getting too explicit, do you know the actual cartels, the organizations that you work for? Um, last year's, yeah. Um, I, with what happened with them, it went south real bad. Um, and they stopped paying. There's a lot of greedy people that are on top um, that are actually on this side getting in trouble. You know, like they screwed up really bad. So mm -hmm. it kind of started falling apart and then had met someone else. I didn't know they were with another organization. I, I don't know who it is. I don't, I don't want to ask. Mm -hmm. It's just better. I don't know. Um, but this one is... It's small, but it's big, mm -hmm. but it's it's simple, right. and it's 
just people. It's nothing else. There's no drugs. Yeah. There's no... It, that seems like the best way to do it, to yeah. stick with one product. Because your boss, you were telling me, your boss works for the head of the organization who lives in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So how many people do you think you alone moved last year in one year? Oh, man. In one sitting, one year. God, oh. I don't want to say on camera. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot? It's a lot. Hundreds or more? Thousands? Mm. No, not thousands, no. Uh, I'd say no more than 150. Well, that's a good living, though. At that rate? Mm. That's like a well-paid lawyer. So last year, it was only $1,000 a person because the guys that were above us that would just have us do the jobs, they were keeping the money and not paying us like the whole thing. So they were getting paid what they get paid and they were taking our part mm-hmm. as well. How did you get paid? Like, uh, are you paid after the job is done? Do you take some up front? How do you make sure you get your money? Well, last year it was real tricky. I mean, you know, doing uh, like Walmart to Walmart or uh, Western unions, you mm-hmm. know, you can only do so much and then they start flagging you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having to get like a bunch of people's names you know, and have them do it. But after a while, like your friends don't want to do it. Like, no, you know, I've already done it twice for you. That's a lot. I don't want something to happen, which is understandable. Sometimes they would pay us cash up there, give us half up front, and then the other half whenever we um, finish the job. But um, it was real, real shady last year because a lot of times we wouldn't get paid. It was, it was a pain in the ass, man. And just being told like, well, you got to wait. They're going to send it. They're going to send it. And sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. We'd get a Western Union. And the shitty part is, as soon as we'd get it, they sent it two hours ago, and I'm headed to go try and do it. They go and they cancel it. Oh, they cancel the money order. Yeah, so therefore I can't get the money, and those people change their number, block numbers. Supposedly. Supposedly. So, um... Do you ever think about starting your own crew? Like linking up with... Mexicans on that side and becoming the boss like the guy that you work for hell no no Way man too risky. like I, I don't want to do any of that I really don't even want to do any of this you know it's no matter how I look at it the, the world's gonna look at it it's it's human smuggling even though I'm not hiding them I'm not doing it incognito mm. it's still smuggling and it's illegal so all these people that are coming across trying to seek asylum, if you even give them a ride to the damn grocery store, the stupid fucking law enforcement will get your ass for trying to traffic humans. What could, what could you face for if you got caught with those four people in the hotel room? What kind of time are you looking at? I don't know if there would be any time. Like, I'm pretty sure jail, but, I mean, it's like, you know, it, say if uh, it's not... It's not it's not going to be a good chance to get them across because they've already been caught trying to go through. So say they don't want to chance it no more. They just want to try to seek asylum here and stay here. Mm-hmm. So um, they have their family just send money and they're staying there. Um, 
I mean, I don't see a problem with that, but if law enforcement were to come and knock down the door and find out, like, yeah, probably take me to jail and charge me for attempt to human smuggle. Mm -hmm. But it, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's hard to say because if I'm attempting to smuggle someone, it means that I'm trying to take them somewhere, but I'm not. I'm leaving them in the motel room with food, with clothes, their house, they're safe. So somebody else is coming to get them. You're not actually going to move them. Right. I don't move them anymore. I don't move anyone anymore. I, I wait for them on the other side and direct where they need to go. Wow. So you don't, even, you don't pick them up or drive them anywhere? No. Oh, well, that's a well, great I drive gig. them, yes. I drive them once they're over. Okay. So you go pick them up from so whoever, whoever grabs them off the road. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then take them from there to the hotel room. Mm -hmm. Wow. So there seems, how many people do you think operate like you to move people to their final destination? I mean, it seems like there's so many people involved. So ones like me that take care of them and pay, buy them clothes out of my own pocket, food and all that, um, not that many, man, but that do the similar thing, um, quite a bit, mm -hmm. quite a bit of people. Yeah. I mean, look, it seems like a better business than drugs. Like, yeah, certainly, if you got caught with four kilos of Coke, you're doing guaranteed time, right? But yeah. with them, it's like, yeah, look, it could be some time, or it could be like, hey, they're asylum seekers. It seems like there's a lot more mitigating circumstances. Do you pay attention to the politics? Do you think, like, if, some, like if Trump gets back in next year, do mm -hmm. you think you'll quit doing this because, you know, the, the laws might change? Like, what are your plans for the future? And how long do you see yourself doing this for? I don't see myself doing this much longer. I don't want to, man, because it's just too risky. Mm. I mean, yes, it's good money. I made good money. A lot of it has gone back to them. So when their families pay me, I pretty much turn it back into them, providing them clothes, especially if there's kids, if they have kids. Like, I mean, I make sure they're taken care of. Mm. Um, but I don't want to do this any much longer, man, because I don't want to ever get in trouble. I don't want to be taken away from my family. I don't want any of that. So even though I'm doing a good thing in God's eyes, the world's looking at me like I am the cartel or part of them. And I'm not like, I'm not part of them. I'm not like affiliated with anyone. There is someone who asks me and gives me work. But if I tell him no, he, he, uh, he doesn't bust my balls anymore. Mm. He knows I'm trying to get out of it. Mm. So doing this, it's, it, it's, there's always going to be ways to get them across. Especially, yeah. like I said, with corrupted Border Patrol agents, man. Yeah. Homeland Security, whatever. Corrupted. That's never going to stop. Mm -hmm. Never going to stop. Yeah. And, the, you know, just the amount of ones that are affiliated with them... <laughs> If the numbers really came out, like, they'd have to shut down the whole fucking Border <laughs> Patrol. Do you, uh, do you think guys like your boss, you know, the one that's directing everything, operations on this side of the border, do you think they're the ones that approach border guards with bribes? Do you think it's people on the other side? I'm fascinated to how that works. <sighs> I know down in Texas, uh, some other locations that I had uh, been at before, um, they had been visited by some people with some money. And 
I only know this because the Border Patrol agent opened up his mouth when he was drunk and he was talking about it. And uh, I had no clue who he was. And um, he just talked about how yeah, they came, they showed up uh, at his house and had a briefcase full of money and told him, you know, you let our people go by, you'll be taken care of. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So his house in the United States, some cartel guys showed up there found out where he lived, a federal agent, and brought him a briefcase full of cash. Yeah, that's what he had claimed. That's wild. How much money was in the briefcase? Uh, I, didn't, I, did, I didn't ask him. I wasn't, ta- I wasn't asking him questions. I was just listening. He was just rambling on. So, I mean, I could say that it's, maybe it is true. Maybe it's not. Maybe it, I'm sure he was paid, but I don't know how much mm-hmm. exactly. If, mm-hmm. if it's a briefcase and if he's, the way he was talking... I mean, what, let's assume it's more than his salary. A lot more. <laughs> you know, I would assume it's like a hundred, two hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he wouldn't say. There's a couple people that were like, "Well, how much?" And he's like, "Oh, if I told you, you'd you'd just die on the floor right now." He, mm-hmm. he wouldn't say. So there's well, huge money in it. Yeah. There's huge money. If if a couple of poor farmers from southern Mexico had to pay nine grand. You know, I'm sure there's people that pay thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, there's a. It's such a huge economy. Last year, there's a couple of people that I got actually pretty close with, and I stayed in contact with them even today. And they had told me, you know, they had paid fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars to get here. Yeah. I'm like God damn, like you paid that much, and it really just depends where you live in Mexico. Mm. Um. I'm not. I guess further into Mexico, it's going to be a lot more, of course. Mm-hmm. And I guess just the location of the United States where they're going to cross, I would assume price changes. Mm. Um, like what was it, the most memorable, like, are, are, where are most of the people that you smuggle from originally? A lot of them are coming from Chiapas. A lot. Yeah. So many from yeah. Chiapas. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. Like, how many? It's like, I, for the amount of people that have come through with me, I'm like, how, like, Fuck, there's still more of you guys? Yeah. Like, I thought I brought everyone from Chapas already. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of them come from deeper... deeper Is there anybody Mexico. that's not Mexican that you've taken? Oh, no, 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 no. I have never dealt with that. I, I won't. They, there's been times where they've asked, you know, hey, we got some, some uh, dark Indians that want to come across. You want to help out? Or there's been a couple Chinese. Um, really? And, so why, why will you not take anybody who's not Mexican? Because, well, the thing is, like, I don't look at a Mexican being a terrorist. I don't know if anyone else is a terrorist. I don't want to take that chance. I don't want to be bringing someone over and then go and blow up something and kill people. I don't want to have that on me. Interesting. Even if they pay more. Even if they pay more. Oh, yeah, they they pay a lot. There was Mm -hmm. a... I I don't think he was a... Maybe he was Taliban. I don't know. I can't remember it. Like, it was from that origin of the country. Mm. He paid up to like $60,000 just to get across. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the people you take, it seems like none of them are asylum seekers. They're all here to get work. Um, or do some of them say, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to go turn myself in and try to, try to do it the legal way. Um, there's been a couple that have thought about it, but never, I've never seen anyone actually go and turn themselves in. 
Yeah, I, these, I, these seem like just poor people that want work. They're very poor, man. They're right. very poor. And, you know, they have family already across the United States, mm-hmm. in the United States working. So they'll send them money to get them over there just to get them away from the violence. Uh-huh. You know, like, it's getting bad everywhere. And they want to escape that. Um, so why don't they just seek asylum? I don't know why. It seems like the news makes it seem like it's so easy, like it's an open border, like anybody can say they're fleeing violence in their home countries and be let through and given money. Like, that's what you hear on, especially on, like, conservative talk radio, Fox News. They say, look, they're giving these people $2,000 a month and a court date seven years from now. There's got to be some truth to that. But, there is some truth. But so why, why would those kids not want to do that? Why couldn't they say, hey, they're massacring people in Chiapas. Let me go turn myself in. Why risk all of this? Because the risk of them trying to come over, all they do is just get picked up and dumped right back into Mexico. And all they have to do is just jump that fence right again. So it's much easier than going down. I'm pretty sure it's heartbreaking. If you were to go and try to seek asylum and they tell you no, mm. and so they, don't get, they don't get told why. They'll be like, I'm right. sorry, but you don't fit the type of person we want to let in. So sorry, but you can't come in. Uh, Even if they don't have a background, if they don't have... Nothing wrong with them. Right. They get turned down. So their hopes so, of being able to live safe and free go right down the drain, and it makes them, it makes them angry. So they're like, fuck doing it the legal mm-hmm. way. Why? Well, I tried to, and you turned me down. So I'm going to enter your country, whether you like it or not. Oh, so that's interesting. So there is a risk even in turning yourself in as a migrant, seeking asylum. There's definitely a risk. That, They'll be, be just put back. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And plus, you know, as Luis explained to us, those asylum seekers don't work. They can't work. Yeah, they can't. Those guys have, I'm sure they have family who's, that have been here a long time in North Carolina. They probably have jobs lined up. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would argue you're doing the most important kind of smuggling because we need labor. We have a huge labor shortage in the U.S. Americans are lazy. They, they think... That they just, like, not Americans, but a lot of people just... Oh, no, think, we're lazy, dude. They fucking I'm a YouTuber. That's that what I contribute. <laughs> if they're going to work at, uh, someone goes and applies at McDonald's or Taco Bell, they want to get paid a lot, and then they want to be the manager right away. You know, or a boss. They want to be a boss. It's like, come on, really? Like, mm. you got to start at the bottom of the chain. Work yourself up. Mm. Everybody does. I mean, yeah, Americans are lazy. There's been a time in my life where I was lazy and work. I mean, people will say you're being lazy now because you don't want to work. I do want to work. But child support kicks my fucking ass. And I mean, if I go work like at Target, I'm not going to be able to survive. I can't pay my house, can't pay my truck, can't pay my car, can't support my kids and support my child or pay my child support. Mm. I can't afford that. So how does Americans or I mean, people in office, how do the stupid people in office think that someone can live off like that. Work at McDonald's, work mm. at Target. I mean, not everyone can go to school, get a degree, and be a doctor. Mm. Not everyone can do that. So what do you think you'll do next? Do you have a plan after this life is over? Oh, yeah. Like, I have, I, I work. I have, like, my own real job. Mm. But, um... What kind of work is it? Uh, that I can't disclose. Okay. I mean, it's it's legal. It's legal. But mm. if I if I were to, uh, I mean, if there were any uh, anyone watching this, mm. then they'll be like, oh, we know who that is. Mm. Or because this seems out. like a lick. This seems like something 
that you know a white person or an American could do for three or four years, make half a million bucks and get out. That's what it could be, but money goes fast, man. Yeah. Like the first time when I was getting a lot of money, stuff I had paid and I mean, helping these people out, man, it, it, like I never thought about like how much money I was spending. I mean, I spent a lot of money on helping these people. Mm. I, I, it's their money that I'm helping them with. Their families pay me and I make sure I take care of them. Cause mm. When they go see their family, I don't want them smelling like shit and dirty and greasy. You know, like I want them looking clean and taken mm. care of. Especially when we're driving around town, someone looks inside the truck, mm. they see a, them all like nice and clean. They're not going to suspect anything. Mm. You know, if they see my my car and looks like a grease ball was thrown in there, then yeah, it's going to... How 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 odd? How often do you brainstorm different ways to get them to the checkpoints? Now that you don't go through the checkpoints anymore, do you tell the drivers, like give them tips, like, hey, this could be a good way to disguise them? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they'll ask me like, hey, so how should I do it? And um, I'll explain to them like, hey, there's a, there's a few ways you could do it. And um, I'll give them some pointers and just, you know, you, you take what you want to do. I said, figure out a way how you want to do it. If you want to try to do it and be sneaky, figure out a way when the checkpoints are closed. And when I say closed, they have just a green sign um, to just drive through. You don't have to stop. There's no one there. But Is that like in the middle of the night? No, actually, no, hell no, not in the middle of the night. They're always there. That's the worst time to go is the middle of the night. When do they, when do, they do that? When do they shut down or put the green sign on? Just during the days, um, maybe late morning, afternoons. Um, it, that's the times that they'll do it. How long? For how long of a period? 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Do you think people have lookouts? People that are actually stationed somewhere that can see that? That'll get on a walkie-talkie and say, go, go, go? Um, I heard that there was before, yeah. Like mm. um, last year that they were doing it. Yeah, they, they, had, they had people like that. Um, I've seen people do that. Are there any parts of the border that in really remote places like West, you know, New Mexico, way out there in the desert, Arizona, that don't have a, a wall, like, like gaps in the wall? We always hear about that. Um, I know like in New Mexico, there's a lot of spots that have trap doors um, on the fence, underneath the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they go through. As far as not having a fence up, I haven't seen anything. I don't go down there. I don't mess with that area. Mm-hmm. That's not my forte. Um, I ask because, again, in the mainstream media, we're kind of led to believe that there's huge gaps and missing pieces of this wall, right? Like mm-hmm. Trump says, build the wall. But I don't know. It seems like the wall is mostly there. Uh, actually, you know what? That, now that you mention it, in Texas, ooh, there's a lot of points over there that have no wall. Just, just the river. No, really? Just the river. Oh, and it's dry right. all the time. Right. So it's easy for them to walk. Right. Or they could just have a little canoe. Canoe their asses right over mm-hmm. and get on the land, get picked up, and head out. Yeah, I guess. Th- haven't they started to put, like, floating balloons? Right, yeah. Luis? They're putting, like, big orange balloons 
in the river to stop people from taking rafts yeah, over? In East, East Texas, they got that. Um, right. Yeah. I wonder but if that's it's just, a, it's just a small part of the uh, of the river, right? Right. It's just literally one state, probably to Mexico, the uh, Right. Yeah. The very east. Yeah. I wonder if that's a good place. Is that a pretty active crossing place? It's a pretty active, yes. It's, a, huh. it's probably it's probably the second, the, the, the first one, just after. Uh, I mean, that's, that that should be the first one, and then El Paso. Um, yeah. On what they call getaways, right? Like, right. You right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it seems like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People will make it over. Oh, yeah. And there's no stopping that. Because mm -hmm. they put up a wall. Cool. Great. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, there's still tunnels. There's still cuts in the fence where you can't tell unless you go push a little button right. and it opens up and right. it even blows, it blows law enforcement's mind. So you get people like with welding material in the middle of the night that'll run up to certain points and cut out pieces of the fence, but, but then be able to like, what, like stick it back on? to where you can remove it really easily? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know what time of the day or night, like, I don't know. I, I, Is that the basic way that it's done? Yeah, yeah, just like, even if they have a, like a plasma cutter, little portable ones that they can carry, just go cut, do it real quick before right. anyone. They have all the technology over there in Mexico too, man. All these, mm -hmm. all these guys have technology that are either as good as mm -hmm. what law enforcement has or even better. So they can tell when there's no one around. Yeah. And it's good. They, to go. they have radar. They have, they have you know, night vision. Man. They have all of that. They have everything. So it sounds like it's much more, it's very organized over here, but it sounds like it's m even more organized on that side because in order to be able to have that kind of infrastructure, that takes a big cartel. That takes a lot of money and a big operation. Oh, yeah. 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 Over there, they're way more organized than I mean. They have the resources too. Mm -hmm. You know, here you can get resources, but somehow, some way, man, Americans always fuck up and leave paper trails. Mm -hmm. And um, they don't know how to be secretive about it. They don't know how to keep their mouth shut. They always talk about it. And or film it. Or <laughs> film it. Oh, man. What a life. Yeah. Do you know any other people that have. Americans that have gone into this business? Yeah, I know quite a bit of other ones. Um, a few of them have gone caught. Yeah. Do, do, they, um, do they do any time? You know what? I haven't seen them. I would assume they did. They were doing time because of what they got, how much they got in trouble for, like the times they got in trouble. Mm. I would assume, but I haven't heard from them. Um, at one point, some that had been partnered with me when they got in trouble with them and got cut off or they got caught couldn't do no more they tried uh they tried to call me and threaten me that if i don't pay them you know they're gonna they're gonna tell on me and uh i never paid them i said you want to tell me go ahead go mm -hmm. for it and do what you gotta do but i'm not paying you guys shit are you you know you obviously keep a, a good business you seem like a, you do honest business but do you ever worry about like reprisals? Do you ever worry that somebody's gonna come and try to kill you from the organization? No, I don't. I don't worry about that. I don't. I don't think I should. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm not a big player in that game. I'm not a part of the organization. I do help out with mm. someone who is a part of the organization, and that guy, he he, you know, he looks out for me. And but you but, mentioned like even people like you, you know, freelancers, Americans. Mm -hmm. If you guys fuck up you can get killed. Yeah. 
I fucked up and did something stupid, like if I got in trouble and ratted on everyone, then yeah, like um, they'll they'll send people after mm-hmm. me. Um, but I mean, game like fucking up too. Like if I get caught crossing them or driving them, like I mean, they're not gonna kill you. That's just no. Yeah, that's what happens in business. As long as I don't say anything, right? Then no. Like right. even if I did time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not gonna kill me for that. Like, yeah, they made it clear. They told me a few things. Like, like, if you just tell on us, we're gonna fucking kill you. If you keep money, if we pay you and you don't deliver and just say fuck you and just ignore us, yeah, we'll kill you. And wow. is that the speech they give you when you first start working? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Speech was like just. Uh, you know, let me let me help you out. Let me help you mm. out. We we take care of you. You're mm-hmm. good. You only work with me. You don't worry about no one else. Do you speak uh, Spanish? Uh not not too good. Um, I can get by. It doesn't seem to slow you down though. No, so much. Uh, like people from Chiapas, man, their dialect is so different. Yeah. And there's like seven languages over there, so. Right. Sometimes their Spanish sounds like Chinese to me. Yeah, their Spanish is like. Not even fluent Spanish. That's that's not even their first language. Yeah, exactly. And so um, it's very, very rare. If I try to like get on my phone and look for like an app that can translate, sometimes like people in Juarez or like closer to Juarez, they understand it. People that are further in Mexico, their Spanish is more proper. Yeah. Way more proper. Yeah. And um, they they don't understand it sometimes when so yeah. it's hard to get by and you have to kind of like do like hand gestures, you know, like you, hungry, papa, food, comida, whatever, you know. Do you know the person that's, when they get moved, whether that's tonight, tomorrow, this week, do you know the person that's gonna move them through the checkpoint? Um, Does anybody know each other? Or do they try to keep all the players separate? No, sometimes they know each other because it's a small town, Yeah, you know, so like, everyone so Do you know everyone. who's coming to get them? No, I don't know. Like, sometimes they'll tell me, like, hey, you know, so-and-so's going to go get them. Like, if they say their name, it's because it's like, oh, that person's going to pick them up. When did he start doing pickups? I thought he was just, you know, like, just driving them from up north to the east coast. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, we switched it up a bit. When they okay. get through the checkpoint, if they get through the checkpoint, how are they going to get to North Carolina? So when, once they do, they'll go up north... Um, say like up in New Mexico, they'll go Albuquerque is a hot spot, Santa Fe, mm-hmm. get them over there, whoever's going to pick them up, meets them there, gets them, and then they head east or west. So there's a new driver that'll get them. Right. So they're in a passenger car. They're, they're, they're going just in a car. They're not going in a flatbed truck. Oh, it's no, just going to be in a... Yeah, they go in vehicles. They're not yeah. hidden. They don't go like, yeah. like how you see like all these big operations on the news where there's... 50 people put in a semi-trailer? Right. No, nothing like that. Does nothing. that still happen? I'm pretty sure, man. I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, every now and then you hear about, yeah, these horrendous stories of a bunch of people that, you know, died of uh, heat stroke because they were hidden in, you know, yeah, like uh, a right. tractor trailer yeah. or, you know, something like that. When that happens, and maybe Luis can shed light on it too, who's behind that? That's such a huge operation. That's, that's uh, the uh, trailer trucks? Yeah, yeah, when they're bringing over 30, 40 people at a time. Yeah, there's... there's, there's this uh, is very mom and pop. Like, how do you go from four to 40? This, this seems like mom and pop. But the, the thing is, like, it's well-organized, as we, as we talked yesterday. Like, it's just, like, split. 
those huge operations happen most mostly on eastern Texas with the Cartel del Golfo, right? Mm -hmm. Those guys usually have a tighter control of the highways and all that stuff. And they're a bit more probably careless. You know, they, they literally see them as merchandise and they just want to move a bunch of them at the same time mm. instead of just like putting up, you know, two or three at a time and that kind of stuff. They're just brutal. That's just how they roll. So it's just That's different business models for different, exactly. depending on the culture exactly. of the organization. Yeah, exactly. Think about this. Like the 72 migrants that were killed and burned the same fucking place. It happened in that area at the hands of the Cartel del Golfo, right? Like, uh, like probably 10 years ago, around 10 years ago. Right. We have never had something like that here in this, in this, in this region. Right? So it's different organizations handling different ways of smuggling people. And when that, what was behind that, by the way? It was the Cartel del Golfo. But for what purpose? Because apparently they, I don't know, something happened. Like they, they didn't pay a lot of them. They didn't pay whatever. They just killed mm. all of them and then set them on fire. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Oh. It's called the uh, San Fernando Massacre. You can, you can find. Uh, oh, that was the ones in the bus. Exactly. So I wonder if, uh, does that hurt business overall? Because, you know, these people, even, you know, people from Chiapas, poor farmers, they have a choice about who they deal with. I'm sure they're fooled a lot. But exactly. I mean, imagine, imagine that. Like, if it's if it's hard for an American to understand how organization works and which territory they work or they, they, they do their business, for someone from a small community in Chiapas or Venezuela or in Panama, it's absolutely confusing. They don't even know. I mean, mm. they, it's not that they ask, you know, like, hey, are you Cartel del Golfo or Cartel del Juarez? Like, I, I have a choice. They just, they just <laughs> ask someone for a contact, right? And yeah. how much is it? Uh, you move my family, so I'll go with you. Yeah, they they don't really know, they and nobody really nobody know. talks like that. That's what asked. I've noticed. Nobody says exactly. I'm with the cartel del Golfo. Obviously, exactly. like yeah, exactly. people don't talk like that, so they don't really know no. and don't really have a choice. They don't really they don't really ask. That's, mm -hmm. that's these guys told us like, no, we don't ask. Because yeah. why will you ask, right? Yeah. Probably face a lot more more trouble if you're asking questions, mm -hmm. right? This is the last question I want to ask you. Thank you, Luis. Have you heard any? Because, you know, you talk with these people that, that you move and that you hold. Have you heard any, like, horror stories from from the, their trip up through Mexico? Oh, yeah, man. Like, last year, I don't know how many people I had saved. Like, there's this one woman. Uh, she was on the, in Sunland Park. She had came, like, she crossed during the day. And she was hiding under a bridge. Something like that, yeah. And I got a call to go pick her up. Picked her up. This girl was bloodied. I mean, clothes were ripped. Like, I mean, she, like, the way she jumped from down on the bridge up on the road and get on my truck, like, I thought, to me, it felt like there's eyes everywhere, but there was no one around. And when she got on the truck, she, like, I mean, she knew right away she dropped herself on the seat, just laid back all the way and just, like, stayed quiet. I just drove like nothing, wait till I got, you know, further into El Paso and uh, stopped somewhere and then, like, tried asking her what happened, what's going on. And uh, she had escaped, like she was beaten and raped. Um, some people had held her mm. against her will. Not even, they weren't uh, organization material. They were just Predators. other migrants. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and God. so, and, it, and it, it happens. There's migrants that can't get the asylum. So they just lurk around here, mm -hmm. trying to find a way to get across or yeah. steal, murder, rape, mm -hmm. whatever. But there's been a, I've heard a lot of horror stories, and there's a lot of people that I've seen that had, like, scars on them, uh, like, on their face. There's one that had a big old... He actually was able to get asylum, mm. and um, I don't know why, but he got the asylum, and 
His family didn't, and which was really, That's really fucked up. Yeah. And so he crossed them over, and I had seen them. They were out in Las Cruces, actually, and I saw him holding a sign one day, just looking for, you know, asking for food. And it was him, a little two-year-old, and two teenagers, his wife, his mother-in-law. And no one was, like, I, like kind of stopped and, like, watched them. And no one was helping them. No one would stop. And even, like, the little teenage kids, you know, they're taking a sign and waving at cars, like, trying to get something. And no one would stop. Mm. Nobody, man. No one would roll down the window and at least acknowledge, sorry, I don't have money. I only have a credit card. No one. So I went over there to him and uh, I drove off somewhere and I told him just to walk over here and come talk to me, try and figure out what's going on. Um, so he told me that he was able to get the the asylum uh, to come over here, but his family couldn't. He escaped um, El Salvador. Mm. Uh, he had his whole, like, I mean, machete, a machete just right across his face. I mean, bad, bad scar from MS-13. Yeah. He had uh, said that they were trying to extort him many times, and last time, no, got hurt. Um, so they were able to come over here. And he had to bring his family because they wouldn't let him. So, I mean, him telling that story is... It was really horrible. Mm. I mean, it was, it was man, man, bad. So wh- what is your overall takeaway? Like, y- the way that you fit into this really kind of messy world, how does that make you feel? Because it sounds like you're conflicted. You try to do good in a world that's very bad. Um, do you feel guilt over this? I feel guilt as far as putting it out there that I could take the chance of getting in trouble and being taken away from my family. That's the only guilt I feel. I don't feel guilty for, you know, like bringing, or not even bringing, I don't bring anyone over, helping people. And again, like I said, the world, the government will never, ever, ever say, well, you're helping them, you're trying, so you know what, we'll give you a break, just don't do it again. They won't do that. They're like, you know what, you're helping people and you're Pay, you want me to pay taxes? I'll pay taxes. I'll, I'll fucking pay it. No problem. But don't, don't do this to people that really need it. You know, like, I mean, they're trying to come over here because Mexico, no one's helping them over there. The government's really corrupted over there. Mm. So when families are trying to get help and they're getting turned down by them, they, their own people know. So they come over here because America, we help everybody. Mm. We help every fucking person. We'll help. You know, Japanese will help people that come from other countries, but it seems like when it's Mexicans, like, we're like, well, hold up. You know what? Mm. I know we're allies with you, but we don't want to help too much of you guys. That's mm. what it really seems like. Because mm. they have a lot of, like, I mean, we see a lot of that shit that's going on down there. And for as many people as you see around the border, on the news, they're all there. You see little kids. Like, how, how the fuck can the government see kids and just like, I'm sorry, but you can't come. Like, I don't know what you want to do. I know it's going to be freezing tonight, but, you know, I hope, I, God bless you guys. I hope something helps. You know, mm. you get that. Come on, man. Mm. Like, this sucks, man. Like, you can't trust anyone over there. How much longer do you think you'll be doing this? Do you have a time frame or do you have like a set amount of money? Like, you're like, I'm going to get out? Um, no, I don't have a set of money set aside. I mean, I feel like if I did and I got caught and they found it, it, well, for one, they fucking take it. Yeah. And it could be used against me. But, I mean, 
Like, I have everything paid off, like everything except, mm. you know, the couple of child sports that I have. Mm. But everything else is paid off. Everything. So I don't have to worry about, you know, like, like anything really. It's just. Oh, so you've really utilized this this game, made it work for yourself. Yeah. So at what point do you think you'll say, "Yeah, I'm out"? Really, really soon, man. Mm. Really soon. All right. It's 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 getting it's getting worse, and like, as you said, like if Trump were to become president again, you know things are going to get worse. Yeah. It's going to get really worse. I mean, he has some good intentions. He has mm-hmm. some bad intentions, you know, but when it comes down to the border, like nothing is ever going to be good. No. No. And this I, will never stop. It's, it's never going to stop. Like mm-hmm. never. Not until never. those countries fix themselves and, you know, yeah, it'll be a long time before that happens. Our, our uh, government needs to stop, you know, helping the cartels as much as they got to stop helping mm. themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, we're in it as much as they are. One thing's for certain. When you get out of this game, start a YouTube channel. Thanks, man. 